I was speaking with her and I was telling her about my, how she's coming to me. My big mama is coming to me in thoughts and, you know, everything. So, you know, Arzu listened to me and she said, do you know where she's buried? The gratitude of the ancestors for this sacred conversation that we are about to have. I am Abiola Abrams, and this is African Goddess Initiation Summerfest 2021, where we are celebrating the launch of my new Hay House book, African Goddess Initiation Sacred Rituals for Self Love, Prosperity, and Joy. And today we are honoring the goddess that I like to call Nandi Zulu, but she is Queen Nandi, who is the mother of Shaka Zulu. And she was belittled for being a single mother. She was, um, in her day, people looked down on her for being a single mother. And she is the mother of a son who is historic. And here is the prophecy that she heard before he was born. A seer <laughs> named Sitayi, a seer prophesied that a child will be born who will bring about new order and a new nation. And I wanted to honor her today because we are going to be speaking with another phenomenal mother of a son. And before we came into the conversation, we pulled the card, Seer. Welcome, Goddess Allison Rozelle. Hello, beautiful. Hello. Hello, Goddess. <laughs> How are you? I am great. How are you? I am fantastic. I am so yes. excited about this conversation. I've been waiting all day and I am ready. Yes. <laughs> well, let me tell the people all about you, my sister. Let me tell the folks about you. So Allison Rozell is originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and now resides in Atlanta, Georgia. She is the mother of one amazing son who left the nest and she is the daughter of two teachers. Since both parents were teachers, she said that she would never become a teacher, but God had other plans. Daughter of a teacher over here as well. <laughs> Allison is a spiritual liberation coach for Black, Indigenous, and women of color, 40 and older. She is a certified Reiki master healer, intuitive oracle card reader, and podcast host. As a coach, she is essentially following in the footsteps of her parents by being a teacher, but in her own spiritually creative way. So what does that mean, Goddess Allison, in her own, you're essentially a teacher in your own spiritually creative way? Well, you know, as growing up as a child of two teachers and watching them, because of course they taught children. My father taught junior high which is now known as middle school but it's junior mm -hmm. high and then my mother she taught elementary school and then you know later on she went to pre-k and for me I was like eh, I don't necessarily want to do that although the the teaching and and sharing and imparting information always kind of fascinated me um, even as a little girl, I mean, I would 
take all of my stuffed animals and toys and put them in a circle and, you know, have my favorite book in my hand and read to them and talk to them about the book. And we would be having full on conversations in my head. (laughs) But now I realize that I am living something that I did really want as a little girl, but I'm doing it in a way where I'm able to pass on experience and wisdom um, from my own life onto other women who may need that essential guidance in their spiritual journey. Mm, that is incredibly powerful and it just confirms that you are living absolutely on purpose. So what does it mean to be a spiritual liberation coach? And how do you define spiritual liberation? Well, to me, a spiritual liberation coach is someone who is essentially guiding and teaching. Um, I look at it more of the women who come to me are one of two things. They're either transitioning from a traditional religion into a more spiritual lifestyle, or they're just beginning their spiritual journey and they just need someone to kind of give them direction. So the liberation part comes where I'm essentially assisting them to shift their mindsets um, from old paradigms into the new paradigm that God is calling them to now live. So they can now not only live their lives, but live it in their most authentic way and truly embody the woman that they were created to be. So what's more liberating than truth, right? Mm. What's more liberating than living and honoring, breathing, walking, acting out your truth? And that's that's something that I had to learn essentially in my journey was, I took a look at my life and I was like, you know, am I really living the life I was created to live, or am I living the life that I was told that I'm supposed to live? Mm. And you can look at the well-meaning people who raised you or the environment that you grew up in or the church you grew up in or just society in general, especially for Black women, we're bombarded with all this information all day long of who a Black woman is supposed to be. So in spiritual liberation, I am liberating you mind, body, and spirit, but it's all spiritual because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So my job is to unleash that part of you. So spiritual liberation to me is just you living your most authentic self unapologetically, not caring what nobody got to say about it because at the end of the day, the only person you really have to answer to is you and your God. So Amen. That, is, I that, say, is yes. that is my, what I have to say about that. <laughs> yes, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And if you don't already have a specific offering that says to people, that speaks to people that says, you know, I will help you to transition from traditional religion into your spiritual path, you need to create one because that is by itself, that little nugget by itself is so juicy and powerful. And being that you're already attracting those people, you already know, you know how we do. Yes, Yes, absolutely. You you are in the book, sis. You are in the book. 
and Big Mama is in the book, yes. And there is a very powerful story of how you were able to reconnect with her and get some validation, some love from her in the in the recent past. Um, and even though she is no longer physically here on this earth plane, can you share that story? Oh, I would love to. First of all, I have a picture of her and I oh. want to show her off. That oh, is my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful big mama. Hi, big mama. <laughs> and I have her just so close to me because um, one of the things about our relationship, I mean, I'm one of eight grandchildren. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> oldest, da- oldest granddaughter. Um, and plus we didn't live uh, I was born in Knoxville where she lived, but I, my family, we moved to Chattanooga when I was two. So, you know, I didn't get to grow up necessarily around her in that way. So now it just, uh, I felt like, I was like, wow, I didn't really know her like I, like I did my other grandmother, you know, I didn't have the kind of connection with her that I would have loved to have had with her. And when I thought about her, I always, I always felt like there was something unsaid from her. And I, I started feeling this, this real strong urge in uh, 2019 to really connect with her. She was showing up in my, my dreams when I was meditating, her face would just like pick, just pop up. And it was just the craziest thing. So um, I went to our zoo, Mountain Spirit, her divineness. Give and it up she is also, <laughs> give it up to our zoo. She just sent me a message right before I got on this call. Didn't get a chance to respond to her, but she will be a part of this uh, sacred festival conversation that we are having. Please go yes. ahead. Yes. So I was speaking with her. And I was telling her about my, how she's coming to me. My big mama is coming to me in thoughts and, you know, everything. So, you know, Arzu listened to me and she said, do you know where she's buried? I said, well, I don't know the exact place, um, but I do know it's in Knoxville. And so she was like, well, she needs you to come see her at her grave. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't really go to cemeteries unless, you know, once we're having a funeral and then generally that's it. That's my relation with the cemetery. (laughs) I don't go. So for her to tell me that, I'm like, um, okay, I can do that. And I was like, okay, so I'll have to ask my aunts where she is because I don't know. And um, so... She was like, yes, you need to go to the grave and you need to talk with her because she's waiting for you. She was like, as a matter of fact, she's been waiting for you for a while Mm. to reach out to her. And I was like, wow. And so that just fed me more to want to go. Um, And as it so happens divinely that this was around Thanksgiving. So I was already going to Knoxville to see my family, which was perfect, perfect time. So 
that just shows you everything comes together mm -hmm. and it's divine time, the synchronicities, yes. it all lines up. When you are open to receive that information, everything will line up for you. And I'm getting chills. <laughs> I am too. I am too. So I went to my aunt and uh, well, first of all, before I, I left for Knoxville, I found out from my aunt the name of the cemetery where she was. I called the cemetery and the woman, she was very nice. She was like, well, nobody's going to be there on Thanksgiving because, of course, it's the holiday. She was like, but I tell you what, she said, I'm going to email you a map. And that way it'll show you where she is. But I'll go ahead and describe where she is. So that way you'll have an idea. I was like, OK, bet. that's great. So, you know, she told me, look where the flags are and all this other nice stuff. So she emails <laughs> me the map and I'm looking at it and I'm like, OK, X marks the spot. No problem. I can find that. That's, that's cool. <laughs> that's easy. I love a scavenger, scavenger hunt. <laughs> so I get to Knoxville and I tell my aunt, I'm like, OK, so you know, nobody had arrived yet. I got there early on purpose. And I was like, so I'm going to go see Big Mama and then I'll come back for dinner. And they were like, okay, because dinner's at, and I forgot what time uh, they told me. And uh, everybody will be here and, and so on and so forth. I'm like, no, I'll be back. It's no problem. I, I get it. So my son had come to Knoxville with me and I told him that I was going to the cemetery to see my big mama and he was like oh okay and so his thought was he was gonna stay at my aunt's house and just chill uh. <laughs> but when I started walking out the door I grabbed my keys I turned around and he's standing behind me and I'm like what are you doing I thought you were gonna stay here and he was like mm, I feel like I need to go hmm and I was like, I, love, I, I just want to just acknowledge because I've heard, you know, the stories of your son and him growing up and now being a man over the years. And, you know, I always say, tell him Auntie Abiola who he doesn't know says hi. <laughs> but I just want to just acknowledge, I love that he is, he is responding to his intuition, you know, as well. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually, I think, side note from the story. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's a seer and he mm -hmm. sees things and um, he's not telling me this, but mm -hmm. I just, I, it's that mama. I, mama I knows, it, mama knows. You know, so, mm -hmm. um, so going back to the story and he said, I just feel like I need to go. I was like, well, okay, if you want to go, that's cool. So we're going to the cemetery. We get there and I see the flags. I'm like, okay. This is going to be easy peasy. We're just going to go to the flags. Let me look on this map and we'll find her. Uh, wrong. No. <laughs> it was nothing like that map said. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this is like a needle in the biggest haystack that you could ever want to find. And I'm like, why don't they put these in like an order of, of something? And it felt like there was like ever all these graves. And then, you know, again, we don't go to cemeteries unless someone has recently died and we're, we're about to bury them. So, you know, we're walking through the cemetery, cemetery stepping on graves and, and everything. And we're like, Christian was like, mom, I feel bad stepping on all these people's 
grazing. Yes. We're just walking through here, just chilling. And I'm like, I feel the same way. But then I was like, no, we can't because if they have to cut the grass, they have to touch everybody's grave. So, you know, so we got over that. So I'm looking around and I have circled the area. I don't know how many times looking for my big mama. Mm. I'm like, okay. So I call my auntie and I'm like, Aunt Sandra, where did you say she was again? She said, well, I can't really describe it. She said, but your your big daddy, which is her husband, he's buried with her. And then your uncle, which is my aunt's husband, is also buried there. So I was like, okay, I'll look for one of the three. Then I'll see if I can stumble <laughs> upon it. So we kept looking and kept looking and kept looking. And I was just getting so frustrated. So I went off to the side um, into like this grassy area with my son. And I told him, I said, look, we got to get out of here because, you know, everybody's probably going to be waiting for us at dinner time. I was like, I, I really want to do this, but it's like, I can't find her. And I feel myself getting really frustrated and anxious. And like, I, I felt like I was about to just like bust out in tears. And I was like, so my son, again, being who he is, he was like, mama, calm down. He was like, she's got to be here. He was like, but if worse to worse, we'll just come back after dinner. And I was like, okay. So I'm just like standing there and I'm like, come on. I, I know I'm supposed to be here and I'm freaking out. And all of a sudden I smelled fresh flowers. And these flowers, it, was, it wasn't a subtle smell at all. It was really potent flower smell but there were no fresh flowers anywhere near any of that area. Nobody put no fresh flowers on anybody's graves. The flowers that we did see on graves were fake. So there were no fresh flowers anywhere. And it was like this breeze went across my face and the, the smell just intensified. And I asked my son, I was like, do you smell it? Do you smell that? Like that's, I was like, do you smell that? And I just kept saying that. And so he walked off and I was like, well, let's just go. Cause I, I just, I don't know what to do at this point. And so he was determined and I'm so glad that he was with me because he was so determined to make this happen. All of a sudden he, he yells to me. He's like, mom, is her name Hazel Cook Rozelle? And then there's Nathan Rozelle. And I'm like, yes, yes. And I ran, I ran. Tears flowing down my face, I ran. And I just jumped into my son's arms and he gave me a hug. And we stood there for just like a few moments in silence. And we just looked at the, the, uh, the headstones and I introduced him to his great grandparents. Mm. And um, he was like, okay, so I'm going to leave you with them and I'm going to go over here. Yes. So I, I greeted my grandfather, um, who I always have told anybody, even before I got deep into my spiritual journey, I always said he was my guardian angel because he passed away when I was two and I never really knew him. 
but sometimes I swear I would see him, but I didn't tell nobody that. That's a whole story by itself. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with my big mama. I get down on the ground and I touch, I touch that stone and I just take some deep breaths and I just, I'm like, I feel your presence and I know you're here with me. And I just start crying and, um, I'm gonna try not to cry right now. <laughs> so I told her that I missed her and that I have so much to share with you right now. And I explained to her what I'm doing now and I said, I don't want you to be upset. But I don't identify as Christian anymore. I'm into spirituality. I said, but I want to honor you. And I want to know you. And so I just poured my heart out and talked to her. And then I stopped and a breeze hit me across my face again, but it was soft and just like calming and cooling and loving. And I told her, I was like, I love you. I miss you. I miss your sweet potato pie. <laughs> and, um, and then I left. Um, my son gave me like a, a huge hug when I got to the car and um when I drove back to my aunt's house I felt so clear like oh my god there was this this clarity it was like somebody took something and blew out all the 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 cloudiness in my head in my in my body I felt extremely mm -hmm. clear so when I get to my aunt's house and we're all having dinner um, after dinner, I'm sitting at the table with one of my other aunts, who is also, you know, my big mama's daughter, who looks just like her. <laughs> is something else she really does. Um, so she was sitting there with her in-laws. And so she was talking with her uh, in-laws. And um, she said, this is my niece, Allison. And um, she's got a podcast and she is um she does videos on like Facebook and she said it's something else that she does what is that that you said you that you do is it Reiki is it what what is that I said it's Reiki she was like oh okay and so she was like can you tell me what is that talk to me about that so I was like okay so when I sat down and I I looked at her it's like all of a sudden she looked real different. It's like her aura changed, but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And the way she was looking at me so intently, I had no doubt that that was my grandmother asking me because she wanted to get some clarification mm -hmm. <laughs> on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so I explained it to her. I talked about how Reiki, 
you know, is taking the universal life energy and moving it through the body and allowing you to have clarity and to help ease pain and, and all this other stuff. And I talked through the process and um, my aunt said, oh, that sounds beautiful. Wow. Okay. Thank you for telling me that. And then she turned away and she started talking to her sister-in-law. Then she turned back and it was her. There was no else there. She came in, she came to get that answer. Yeah. And so that was, that was that story. And I, I will carry that with me for a lifetime. Like if I never have another experience with my ancestors, which that's not true because I have experiences with them a lot, especially mm -hmm. now, like they're really talking. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was so beautiful and personal. And that's why this kind of journey is so important because, you know, so many parts of us as black people in the diaspora so much was scrubbed away of, of what we believed and what our heritage was. And the biggest component of the African experience of when it comes to spirituality is the connection with our ancestors and understanding the power of that connection. And to for that moment, even though as an African-American, I have no records of what part of the continent my family is from, uh, or to even know which tribes I'm mixed with, because Lord knows we're all mutts at this mm -hmm. point. <laughs> but one thing that remains clear and strong, got to stay connected with your ancestors. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a must. It's, it's not a, an option. It's, it's not it's optional. A must. It's a must. It is it's absolutely a must. And I think that, you know, for people who are watching this, I would recommend that they reach out and connect with you and book a session with you and work with you because you yourself in the past few years have been on, you've been in the trenches and have been, you know, on this deep transformational journey and it shows like your energy and I know you hear this every time I see you you you're a different person every time <laughs> I see you because you are evolving and you are growing and you are following the path that your ancestors are laying out in front of you and it shows that this you know this woman in red with the turquoise you know and and with the new haircut they say when a woman cuts her hair she is ready to change her life you know you Cut off your beautiful locks and you're showing your beautiful coils and kinks and curls and you are a whole different person and the the women that you are leading forward you know i I'm, I'm telling you if you are watching this and you're wanting to move forward and to embody what it is that you came to do definitely definitely contact goddess allison so before we go, you know, like I said, they said a woman who changes her hair is about to change her life. <laughs> share with us, you know, your own, a bit about your own personal transition journey in the past, you know, just the past little while, past year okay. and a half or so. Wow. You know, when we began 2020, I'll just, we'll start there. I felt shift 
coming, but I had no idea at what level that shift was coming. And it, it wasn't, things weren't as gradual. This was really sped up. And I don't know about anybody else, but it was like, you know, the ancestors, my spirit guides and God, they were all like this, 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 this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of information. Hold on, hold on. But it, it was so beautiful because to transition from where I started as the starting over coach into now understanding that my whole journey has has been and always has been about liberation spiritual liberation i'm setting you free to be who you are mm -hmm. because i needed that i needed that and i'm starting to really connect dots things are just like being becoming so clear and that's why i have like these things that are being birthed from my experiences that, you know, I mean, you and I have talked about like the work that I do and, you know, to now be in this position to now go from Reiki master to Reiki teacher. Now I'm teaching Reiki and to finally have it where my messaging is clear and and I understand now what I'm supposed to do with all this, you know, because I was like, okay, so I got Reiki, I got heart reading, I do some breath work and meditation, I'm coaching and teaching, whatever you want to call it. But I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to mold those all together because they're all a part of me. And 2020 started showing me things about myself that I can bring all of me into this work mm -hmm. and all of me is necessary in this work because my clients my tribe they need to see that I am a living breathing testimony of what can happen when you surrender and do the work yes. surrendering is Ooh. such a huge part of my journey especially in this last year of just this utter surrender and allowing myself to sit still. It's like, you know, okay. God was like, okay, so you didn't sit still in 2019, but oh, I got something for you in 2020. You gonna sit still. Put your butt right there. Like them old folks used to say, set it on down, sit down. Yeah, set it on down. <laughs> so 2020 alone made me really sit down and start evaluating, okay, if I'm really going to do this, why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? What do they get out of it? And what do I get out of it? And once I started really uncovering the who, what, when, where, hows, and whys of my life and leaving myself open, things started just rolling into place. And I'll tell you, I think almost everybody knows Tabitha Brown, the, the vegan cook lady. I love her, okay? Her. I'm not even vegan, but I'll eat some of the stuff that she, look, I love it. But I loved her story of when she said her prayer to God. She said, God, if you heal me, you can have me. 
And I said, wow, that is a powerful thing to declare in your life. And I will tell you, toward the end of the year, that was kind of my prayer. Not so much, well, there is healing because, you know, healing is a process that we're all going through in some way, shape, or form. But I was like, God, I can't do this without you. I won't do this without you. And I've been trying to do it without you and it's not working. So I surrender my business to you. Hmm. And if you will guide me to where I need to go, I'll go. Hmm. I won't ask questions. I won't, I won't question it. I'll go because I know wherever you're taking me, that's where I'm supposed to be. And that has been working for me. Oh, that is, oh my goodness. That is so powerful. Ooh, I say, I say, I say to that, my sister, I say to that. Oh, I could talk to you forever, forever, ever. Let the people know where to find your podcast, where to go deeper with their spiritual liberation with you, the whole, the whole shebang, everything. Okay. Okay, so I'm Allison Rozelle, and if you put my name into Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, wherever, that's what's going to pop up. I don't go by any other name but Allison Rozelle. Now, um, right now, I don't have my official website as yet. That's in the works. Uh, But if you go to especially my Instagram and click on the link tree, you'll find all of my programs there. And one program that I really am excited about, because going back to what you said about transitioning from um, traditional religion to spirituality, well, that kind of part of my membership that I now have that is is enlightenment, empowerment, embodiment. So we are going to go through phases of giving you the information for your enlightenment. And then I'm going to empower you and teach you how to empower yourself so that you can embody who you were created to be. Yes. This program is a program that I am so excited about. It's a membership that you come into. We have masterminds. We have meditations together as a group. This is a group setting, but you're going to get access to my resources. We're going to have guest speakers. We're going to do what we need to do to transition you, not just from your in your spiritual journey, but also in your emotional journey, because it's all interconnected. Um, And since I'm an energy healer, everything I do has to do with energy (laughs) and energy healing, because we're all energy. So yeah, that's how you can connect with me. Um, If you have any questions, you can email me, allisonrozelle at gmail.com. I told you I'm Allison Rozelle everywhere, (laughs) so you can't miss it. You can't miss it. And that's Allison with two L's, Rozelle with two Z's. Two Z's, that's right. (laughs) Well, thank you, my beautiful goddess sister, for this sacred conversation. Thank you for sharing your story. And along with your son's story and big mama's story, your ancestral, this one of your ancestral stories in African goddess initiation. It is the a great honor of mine to watch you evolve. 
And I am so proud of you, my sister, from just, ah, uh, <laughs> from the deepest part of my heart. I am so proud of you, so proud to see you evolve. And I know that you are just getting started. Yes. Just getting started. Allison Ruggell, spiritual liberation. <laughs> and for you, you, my friend, I will see you in the next conversation. If you haven't gotten your copy of African Goddess Initiation yet, definitely check it out. Check out also the resources that Goddess Allison shared with you. Saubona. And that means we see you. Bye.